Hey team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cabrera. This is the spot where we provide raw, unfiltered insights from some amazing guests. Stand by, you're about to be offended in all the right ways. All right team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cabrera, and this is presented to you by the Atreyu Running Company. All right. So this is going to be a roller coaster of a show today because not because it's uh, not in the bad ways, in the exciting ways. But we're going to take you through some uh, some different dips in the show. So here we got Evan Seal. Hey buddy, how are you? What's up, man? Good to Proud have to you. Be here, man. It's so I hadn't seen your face. You moved two months ago to Austin, Texas. Moved the old your whole business Verb Labs to HQ here in Austin. And when I saw you the other day, like I can't believe it's been over a decade. I know, man. It's been crazy. It and really that, has. It's like it's not, and it's been over a decade. But the funny part is, it just it picks up where it left off. Totally, you yeah. know, it's we, look, we look a little bit different. We're a little bit older, <laughs> a little bit banged up, but yeah, it's the yeah. exact same. I think as my our better halves would say, like yeah. we look a lot more uh, distinguished. Yeah, you yeah. know, I yeah. think you know we got our battle <laughs> right, scars, yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah. for those of y'all listening, uh, Evan has got an, uh, an outstanding background, and we'll kind of get into that. But I think what's going to be most interesting for those listening today is. You know, you grew up as a guy serving your country in one of the most elite forces ever with the 75th Ranger Regiment. You go out, you do your time, you get out there, you go to business school at, at Wharton, and then you find yourself work after that in CBD, which is weird, man. I mean, I, and we'll get into this. And then from there, when I was asking Evan the other day, what are the things you're really passionate about and things you've been focused on lately? Without hesitation, you were like self-love. So as y'all can imagine, we're going to go talk about all those things throughout this episode, but one of the things that I want y'all to hang on to is how, for me, especially a guy who also believes in, in you know, a lot more of just kind of taking care of oneself and spending more time doing that, it is still a weird thing to hear. You said it with no hesitation. You're like, self-love, man. It's something I've been obsessed with and trying to get better at. And for, for guys and gals who know the background you came from, it's kind of taboo to say that. I mean, I, I don't even know that was in my, I don't know the word love was in my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. So anyway, so we're going to get into all that and, and you know, kind of go through that. But before we get into your, you know, rap sheet and then kind of get into the rest of it, again, what I'd like to do is kick off with, um, with just kind of what I call raw humbling moment. Kind of get folks to know you a little bit beyond the resume, as I'd like to say. So you sure. mentioned something about some perfume bottles. Yeah. Tell yeah. me what that's all about and, and then, you know, go from there. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, so I think, I think the the question was that what's you know what's something that what's something that royally screwed up recently, uh, and I was tr- trying to rack my head on on you know what it was. There's there's obviously several I could probably come up with, but the one that stood out to me the most was recently uh, one of the thing one of the initiatives we're trying to start with with Verb uh, is we're trying to get samples out there. Right now we sell you know we sell our products um, you know they're, they're full size, they're thirty milliliter bottles. They last you about a month. Um, they're a little pricey, um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to build samples to get them out there in the public, get them in people's hands, allow them to try it, uh, you know, sample it, uh, and see what it's all about. And, How big and, is thirty milliliters? Like you got this, you got this thing here. Yeah, so I mean, gosh, it's you know, it'll fit in the palm of your hand. Okay, it's, all right. Think of like a think of like a perfume bottle or, or a cologne bottle. Got, so it's you're trying about, to get something even smaller. So than that. trying to yeah, we're trying to get okay. you know, so you know, when when you take CBD, you know, you really should take it consistently for about a week, two weeks to to really feel the benefits and get the uh, the full experience. And so, um, and I, what we're trying to do is we're trying to build sample bottles that allows people to try it at a, you know, a less price, you know, less of a price point, um, just so they can experience the benefits before they make a big purchase. And cause I understand that's a, you know, it's a commitment. So I'm out there trying to find, uh, you know, a way to do this. Right. And I've seen another company out there 
that's done a pretty cool, they, they've, they've developed a pretty cool way to provide samples. And they're in these little perfume bottles. Like if you've gone through Dillard's or, you know, any of the, the big box, uh, you know, apparel stores in the mall, you'll go through and you see these little uh, perfume sample bottles. It's and like the, a vial? The, the little vials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. little oh, vials, man. right? Yeah, and they flip yeah. it upside down, you tap it on your wrist and, uh, you know, you then you sniff it or they'll put it on a card and allow you to sniff it and you can, you know, you can smell the, the perfume or cologne, right? Well, they were doing these, they were selling them, um, and they're put, you know, they're one milliliter shot. So it's, you know, one dose of RCBD is one milliliter. So they're building these one milliliter uh, samples. And so I, I saw them online. I was like, man, that's pretty, pretty interesting. I bought them to, you know, do some recon myself to figure out, you know, you know, this is a pretty cool way to do it. So I bought them. It worked perfectly. You know, I was able to take the shot and the one milliliter. I'm like, all right, done. Let's do it. I'm going to I'm gonna do the same thing for Verb. We're gonna, you know, basically replicate this and get some one milliliter samples in. So I'm, I'm searching for manufacturers and uh, find a guy and, um, you know, get them all GQ'd. We got our logos on these little one milliliter sample vials and buy a whole shipment of them. Get them sent to the, you know, the, the house and the, the, the office. And uh, and so I'm all fired up and telling people that, you know, telling my partner that we got the sample bottles in. We're ready to start pushing these out. Well. What I didn't realize with, was that the company that I had bought from, the, the sample bottles from, they had gotten their, their bottles custom made. So these, these, these perfume sample bottles, the way they're built, the, the, the volume and the uh, specs of the bottle will not allow fluid to, to pour out. So like they're actually made to just dab, dab on your wrist. <laughs> and, and, and so like the oil comes out on your wrist in, in small quantities, like just in drops. So here we have, you know, you know, 5,000 sample bottles where if you turn any of these up, they won't pour in your mouth, which completely defeats the whole purpose of, of buying these damn so things. So you have to like dab your tongue? Or? So you have to, like, yeah, you literally <laughs> have to just like shake this thing in your mouth to get the samples come out, which is not going to work. So the whole thing was just, I, I completely blew it on, on this whole order of, of sample vials. So you had already ordered them. Oh, I already ordered the whole them. thing. Yeah. And you know, I even did, you know, I, I thought I did a pretty good job on the diligence side. I, I, you know, reached out to them and said, Hey, send me a video, see, show me what they look like before I, before I make the final purchase. But I did not, I had no idea that I needed to ask to see like this thing in full, you know, in full force. So anyways, I completely dorked that up, blew, you know, blew a couple, <laughs> couple hundred bucks on, you know, sample bottles that are not going to work. And, uh, and, you know, I was pretty pissed off at myself because, uh, you know, something so small like that you would just overlook and, and think would fit um, didn't. So, you know, that's just one of the, the you know, many, many trials and tribulations you go through with entrepreneurship. But um, How do you so, get yeah. past that, man? Like, how did you go? Because, you know, in the early stages of any company, I mean, I'll tell you, even our own personal stuff at Atreyu or wherever, we find every dollar matters. And, Definitely. And you end up making seems like when your mistakes at the beginning seem to always be way more than you ever wanted it to be how yeah. do you move on from like how do you yeah. just how do you try to put that behind you yeah i mean you just got to keep moving on it's like any other any other you know roadblock you run into i mean you kick yourself in the ass a little bit and, and you know you learn from it you understand that you know from from this i'm you know i understand now what to look for and you know how to dive a little bit deeper in the diligence process before you know working with a manufacturer or acquiring some new part of the business uh, new products for the business. So, you know, you just look at it, you learn the lesson, and you got to keep moving on. I mean, you can't dwell on it. Um, and uh, you just become, you know, you become more resilient, one, because now you've just, you know, you got another, uh, you got another lesson under your belt and you're, you're just that much stronger. And uh, you're smarter from it and you've learned a new lesson and you just keep on going, man. You got to, you got to keep pushing. There's, you know, if something like that slows you down and 
you know, you know, allows you to close a business, then you're probably not in the right space anyways. Well, and it's like good luck, man. If you don't have, you got to have, that's not even thick skin. That's like the ability to laugh at yourself. And so I think yeah. knowing you, man, like you got a great sense of humor and I've always known you've been, uh, I was even telling the, the, the team before you came in today, which by the way, we're actually, Evan is the first, he's christening our entire, this is the first podcast hosted in the new Atreyu HQ. And so we're giving it, there's good vibes, there's a lot of music Great going vibes, on outside, yeah. you know, and everything else. So you might hear some of that in the background, but you're the first, man. So thank you. Oh, for, yeah, man. I'm honored to be here, like, dude. Yeah, man, yeah, for making this this thing a special day. So. Yeah. But to a point, like, you, you know, I was telling him, I said, yeah, when you see Evan come in, he's got like, he's a Texas boy, but he's got surfer attitude. Like, he's real chill. I said, so I imagine having that attitude helps. And then I imagine probably your, your counterpart chases. It's nice to be able to have someone on the other end being like, Hey, don't worry about it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Gosh, <laughs> man. I mean, he's, yeah. Chase is awesome. He's, 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 I think we're very similar in a lot of ways and he, he didn't even flinch. You know what I mean? He was like, all right, no worries, man. Roll on. Keep, keep pushing. You know, <laughs> so, which is awesome. Bottles. I mean, you know, target practice. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I, I still have them. I'm, I'm just, I have this box of these damn sample. They're vials. full of CBD. I, I'm, I, uh, no, no, they're not full of CBD. Okay. So like, yeah, we got them shipped. Yeah, we were gonna film ourselves. We we're gonna have these, you know, syringe, and we have to load these things up with samples. But uh, yeah, I, I refuse to throw them away yet because I got to figure out something. Maybe when I'm heat them up and boil them down into <laughs> make it, yeah, one make day, a yeah, 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 bottle, exactly. or whatever the case might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that again, humbling stories, but like that stuff, I feel it, man, because it's like that stuff doesn't sound like a big deal when you're kind of looking from the outside in, but when you're operating the business, man, and everything matters, like those vials and those things ordering all that stuff just kind of comes crushing down. But yeah, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. What I'd like to do, man, is after, is before we kind of get in, cause I want to dive more into the CBD stuff. Yeah. I want to, I want to get folks to understand to me why it's so, it's weird, man. It's weird, totally. but in a great way, but it's still weird that a guy like you, man, ends up, and Chase, right? But get, you guy like you starts Verb Labs. Now, I'll, I'll kind of go through your rap sheet here for a sec. Me and Evan, I mean, the reason we've known each other for a long time is because we both went to West Point together, and that's where we met. Evan went on to go serve, spent a predominant amount of his time in the 75th Ranger Regiment, which if anybody doesn't know what that is, I think you've definitely heard in the news and stuff, but it's our it's America's premier raid force. And so, you know, it's a very elite organization, and so guys and gals that end up there are, you know, top of the top. And so I know you wouldn't think of yourself that way, but that is the truth. And then you get out and you go and decide that, um, I, it's funny because I remember you telling me you, you, you just travel, you're going to go mountain it up and travel the U.S. And find you find your way uh, where a lot of folks see this as kind of the creme de la creme to get into private equity. You find yourself by accident in there. You know, yeah, or, yeah. you know, just by happenstance, totally. like someone was looking out for you. Yeah. You, you didn't even know what private equity meant, right? You yeah. told me. Yeah, yeah. Then you go and you do a couple hard years there. You get into Wharton Business School, which again, man, just rock star move. And then after that, uh, you go on or actually simultaneously, I think that's where you and Chase linked up. And then that's how you guys decided you wanted to start Verb Labs, VRB, Verb Labs. And so, which is CBD. What did I miss, yeah. first of all, in the background? No, that's pretty much it, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right on. So for those of y'all, if you pick up, you got very structured military. And for those who don't know, for our listeners out there, like, we were getting, you know, and again, these are some of the myths, I think, that I want to get into. But, you know, you think, like, CBD, anything that had to do with even, like, uh, Eastern medicine, anything about meditation, all that stuff was not, uh, was not a part of the vocabulary when we were in the service. And then I imagine as you go into these more, 
I mean, you think about private equity and getting your MBA at a top-notch school. All those things are, again, even the startup life, let alone startup CBD life, is not something that I would expect Evan yeah. to go do, right? Yeah, totally. And I mean, you grew up in Texas. And so, you know, I think if there's some late adopters, like CBD is going to be late to the game here, right? You know, you Absolutely. got Colorado and Portland and all these other places. Like, Austin is an anomaly. True. But for the most part, it's going to be a late... So how the heck do you get into CBD? Like, where's the idea come from? Why'd you start Verb Labs? Yeah, gosh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to your point, I mean, all, all I agree on all accounts um, in terms of like finding myself in this space. But if I was to take it back, um, you know, take take a few steps back and understand, like, really look at how I got into the space. Um, so one, I, 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 the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial path was something that I was always fired up about and excited to get into. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He started his own business as a kid. And I got to see that growing up, which was, you know, motivating. It was inspiring. And uh, it was something that because of that, I wanted to pursue as well at some point in my life. You know, I obviously went into the military. Then you have a commitment after that. And then I got into, you know, then I went to work in private equity and grad school. So those are all kind of things that delayed uh, getting into entrepreneurship. But I knew deep down I always wanted to do that. I wanted to take a bet on myself and um, and, and, and work for myself and try to build build something um, that was just you know one of these goals that I had and so there's there's the you know the fire to be an entrepreneur uh, and that you know in grad school you know from day one I was I was not about to recruit for you know investment banking or consulting or um, any of those other things I knew I didn't I knew in my gut that I didn't want to go do any of those things um, so pretty strong to it too very small like I had a, like a visceral uh, you know reaction when I thought of Anytime I thought of putting on business casual and going to work into like a big office building in a cubicle or, or something like that, it's just not, you know, just not something I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to kind of call my own shots and uh, run my own schedule and, and build some equity around myself. So like, you know, all those other options were, were off the table. So I was like, okay, now, well, I got to figure out something to do, right? Like I got I to gotta figure out how to build a business. And, you know, with that, I wanted to build it around my lifestyle, something that I enjoyed um, in a space that I was passionate about. And so I started looking at all the different places to, to build a business that I would be passionate about. Like, what can I wake up every day and be fired up to go into the office or, or you know, be a part of every day? And I knew, you know, my whole life I've always been into, you know, fitness and, and you know, wellness and taking care of myself and trying to perform well. Um, and that's, you know, that's been through sports. And then into college, you know, I played soccer there at West Point. And, and then the Army, you know, you're, you're, I was with some of the most elite, um, you know, warriors there and just kind of pushing your body to the limit. And I knew I wanted to do something in that vein. And so you, then you start looking at things, well, do we start a gym? Do I, you know, do a fitness app or do I, you know, build supplements and looking at, you know, where, you know, where are there the barriers to enter, you know, relatively low, but in a, in an, in an industry or a niche that, you know, potentially has a ton of upside. Yeah. And, you know, this is, you know, go back three years ago. This is when, you know, CBD had just become federally legal in 2018, the passing of the farm bill um, allowed CBD to be federally legal. Um, so you started to see CBD a lot more and it started to, you know, kind of make it to mainstream. And I started noticing it and being in the military, we weren't, we weren't allowed to use CBD. Um, and so I'm out, of, I'm out, I'm in grad school and I am able to use it. And so I started, I, you know, I started to look into it. I started to do the research on it, um, you know, uh, reading about it, um, trying the products for what, you know, for what they were said they were used for. And honestly, just found a ton of benefits with it. Like, you know, in, in, in school and, and in the army, man, I was taking 800 milligrams of ibuprofen sometimes just to get, yeah, Ranger just candy, to get, right? yeah, Ranger candy, those big old, yeah, those big old horse pills, man. You just take them just to, to feel better and to keep getting, you know, to get after it, man. Um, which was, I knew it was bad. And even the docs were like, you got to get off ibuprofen. You can't be taking, taking this much. So 
um, you know, I found myself in grad school banged up and, um, and hurting and, and finding CBD to be a really effective uh, tool to, to help that. Um, but then you throw in all these other, uh, you know, outside, you know, kind of uh, out, outside forces that, you know, you have stigma, you have cannabis, you have weed and, and marijuana and um, all these things that kind of come along with this compound. And, um, and it, was, it was really tough to kind of commit. Um, but eventually, you know, based on my experiences with the compound and seeing what, how it affected other people's lives, um, you know, I was fired up to get, be a part of it and realize that this is a real tool in the toolkit for people like us, for everyone to use to feel better. I mean, you know, you take protein powder to, to bulk up, to, to, you know, to, re, you know, help uh, muscle recovery. People are taking creatine, they're taking BCAAs. CBD is just another tool in the toolkit, just like any of those other things, and it's very effective. There's clinical studies on it. There's double-blind placebo clinical studies that show it helps. Um, you know, more research needs to be done on it um, to, to kind of finalize and, um, and to really, you know, well, uh, you know, allow the public to understand that, but I mean, you can't you can't uh, disregard the the testimonials and some of this research out there. So, how did you uh, get comfortable? Like, when did you, when was Evan like? You tried a couple things. I'm actually okay. Let's start there. Like, yeah. what was the thing that broke the seal for you? Where you're like, I'm trying it. You know, I'm I not only am I trying it. One, how the heck you know which one to try? Yeah. But like, how did you decide? And then how did you decide to? You just said it takes. You're actually talking earlier to some of the team about it can take a little while to, to kind of, it actually takes, it's not overnight. It yeah. takes a week or two for it to actually see the effects. How did you stay with it? Like, how'd you break the seal and how'd you stay with it? Yeah. So I, uh, so we started sampling a bunch of products. So we, you know, just like anyone else who's looking to get in the CBD space, it's CBD space from a consumer perspective. It's, it's kind of daunting and it's, it's a little bit, you know, scary. And it's like, is this snake oil and who do I trust and where do I go? And what, you know, what, what do I need to know to find the right products? And these are all very real, uh, real problems with the CBD space. I mean, there's bad actors in the space. It's not FDA regulated. There are no regulations, just like any other um, dietary supplement. But um, so there's a lot of concern when you're going to look for a CBD product. So we had to do a ton of research and we tried a bunch of products and we were looking for brands that you know, we could trust and get behind, you know, who are the founders, you know, are they doing the lab tests? Like, what are they telling me? Like, can I really believe this, these individuals and trust their products that they're putting out there? So we went through a bunch of, bunch of them and, and tried and, you know, we found, you know, we found products that really worked for us. Um, mm -hmm. I found it for pain and inflammation. My partner, Chase, found it for sleep. Um, and the research shows that it really helps in these, in these areas. And we, you know, we were using it consistently and we found a lot of benefits. And from there, you know, the light bulb, kind of went off for like, man, this is incredible. Like this stuff really works, but it's so off the table to us, it seems like. And it's so taboo to get in the space and to trust and, and to feel comfortable with it. So we felt like there's a real you know, uphill battle, but something that we could really potentially overcome and get out into the public to these people that also see it as taboo or like not for them or, you know, hey, that's for Chi Chi and Chong or the Grateful Dead. Like, yeah. yes, true. Like, you know, there's brands out there that, that market like that, but you know, it also provides a real opportunity for people who want to build a, a real solid, trustworthy, um, authentic brand. So that's what we thought we could do, and that's how we got into it. Was that part of the allure, too, is that the fact that, okay, this is going to be hard. Not only is it going to be yeah. hard, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to talk to all these people who are definitely going to give me it. It's one thing to come down to Austin, Texas and talk about it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another thing to go probably target a lot of the folks we grew up with, yeah, you know, yeah, in yeah. the military and not in the military and those kinds of things. Was that part of the allure, though? Like, okay, it's going to be just yeah, like everything yeah, else and totally. good in life is going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And, and you know, I think uh, there was a little bit of that just kind of, you know, 
I don't know if you call it sticking it to the man, but like, you know, uh, going against the grain a little bit. Um, yeah. but, it, but also at the end of the day, it was, it was because it, the, the stuff worked. Like it was, it was a, it really worked for me. It really works for a lot of other people. And it kind of pissed me off that like, there's this kind of cloud of taboo around it that just like, you know, people think, Oh, CBD, like it's not for you. That's snake oil or you're, you know, marijuana and weed leaves and all that stuff. It's like, that's such bullshit. Um, and, and that kind of made me upset that here, here's this very powerful, effective, clean, natural compound out there. Like I said, like, like a creatine or like BCAAs or like protein, but like for whatever reason, it's just completely off the table uh, for a lot of people, at least in, in their minds. So I was like, well, let, you know, let's, let's put an end to that. Let's like, let's get this in people's hands and let's help people, man. It's, it's improving people's lives. And, um, so we were fired up to do that. Yeah, know, man. Really get it out there and kind of spread the message. Just let people know, like this stuff is okay for people to use and it's effective and, um, it's okay. How do you, when someone comes to you, I come to you and say, Hey, Evan, man, look, it obviously is working for you. What is CBD and what isn't it? Like, how do you get somebody comfortable? Like what's kind of your pitch to them that says, you know, Hey, Evan, all I know is, is probably the stuff that's not right. What is it, man? And how can I get more comfortable with it? Yeah, certainly. So, so in order to understand that, I mean, there's a lot of confusion around CBD and what exactly is CBD. Um, and, and so to take it from the top, um, it's important to understand that CBD is a singular compound, one compound, CBD alone. In the cannabis plant, there's hundreds of compounds. You have CBD, you have THC, CBG, CBN, all these cannabinoids that are in the cannabis plant, uh, unique to the cannabis plant, and each one of them affects the body differently. Um, inside our body, we have what's called the endocannabinoid system. It's a complex uh, system of neurotransmitters that, uh, you know, they, they control everything from your mood, your appetite, your sleep, your immune system, everything. We all have it in our bodies. All, all mammals do. Um, and, and our bodies produce endocannabinoids to interact with that system to, uh, you know, to create um, to homeostasis, to create balance within your body. So if you get you know, if you get hit in the arm, um, your immune system sparks up, it sends things to that area to, you know, inflames the area to, to, to protect that area and to, to heal it, right? Um, that's the endocannabinoid system controlling that, right? So when you consume CBD by itself, that CBD compound interacts with your endocannabinoid system to create balance in your body. So uh, when you look at the research for CBD, um, the majority of the research shows that CBD is best used for really four things, uh, anxiety, pain, sleep, and then epilepsy. Um, a lot of the research uh, out there is mainly focused on those three, those four areas. Uh, there's an FDA-approved uh, drug for epilepsy called Epidiolex. Use, that uses CBD? That uses CBD. Interesting. Uh, FDA-approved. It's out there in, in, the, in the public. You can get it prescribed to you from a doctor. Um, and, then, and then the other three use cases, pain, stress, sleep, is where we focus. So we build very targeted blends for each of those. So if you're looking to use CBD, um, you know, there's a lot of different like terms out there. Like, are you using full spectrum or broad spectrum? It's an isolate. And all those, all those terms all refer to uh, the format in which you're taking the CBD. So CBD isolate is CBD in its purest form. It's a you know, singular compound, it's like a powder. Um, and then they can take that CBD isolate and they can put it into other formulas. Usually they put it into like an MCT oil, which is just organic ah. coconut oil, which is like the base. So you can put the CBD isolate and the MCT oil, and you're basically taking coconut oil with CBD isolate, the compound. That's awesome. Full spectrum is 
um, is, is the least amount of distillation process from the plant. So like when they, when they distill a hemp plant, um, you know, that's the stalk, the leaves, the flower, everything, they're, they're distilling it into an oil, a very crude oil, and, and in its crudest form, that's full spectrum hemp, so it ha- full spectrum CBD oil. So full spectrum means that it has CBD and then a ton of other cannabinoids in the yep. profile. So you're getting trace amounts of THC, you're getting maybe CBG, CBN, and all these other cannabinoids to include terpenes and all kinds of stuff. So um, there's a lot of benefits from a full spectrum. There's this thing called the entourage effect that people look to achieve by doing a full spectrum, and that's great. Uh, and then there's broad spectrum, which is another step below uh, full spectrum, but above isolate. So it's like full spectrum, very crude, broad spectrum, distilled uh, a little bit further, and it usually means that they've extracted THC from it. Oh, yeah. And then CBD isolate, which they've extracted everything and just left the CBD. So like when you're looking to buy a product, you know, it's really based on, you know, what you're trying to achieve. So, um, you know, if you're looking to solve for stress or sleep or pain, you want to, you want to take different milligrams of CBD, um, to get to the right, uh, achieve desired effect. And so it's, it's super, it's super convoluted and it's tough to understand as like a new beginner. And, uh, again, one of the reasons we got into it, because what we've done is we've done all the research, we've, we've looked at all, all the the data to see like, okay, what, you know, what is the best way to, to solve for stress? What is the best way to solve for sleep? What is the best way to solve for pain in terms of format? Um, you know, um, what, what format, what extraction method, et cetera. And then we've just built that product. So you go to Verb Labs and if you want help with stress, we have a stress product. If you want help with sleep, we have a sleep product and we have a pain product. Um, you know, the other, all, all the other, I mean, most of the companies out there, I mean, you go on their website and there's a hundred SKUs of CBD only and they're only differentiating by like milligrams. So like here's CBD, here's a thousand milligrams, here's 1200 milligrams, here's 1500. And like, they just leave it up to the consumer to figure out what the heck they need to take to solve for their problem. So, you know, if you're looking to get into it, uh, you're gonna come to Verb Labs and check us out. We've already done all the research for you, but. This resonates like super hardcore, man, because I think that as we get the consumer, the consumer even aside, people, we, we, things resonate with through simplicity, right? Like when you're able to just understand and digest, as a matter of fact, what you just did actually, I mean, I was following you all the way through. I bet you that information alone and like whoever's listening right now is just that much better for it, right? Cause they're going to say, okay, you immediately just disarmed. I think a lot of the, the myths and, and mystique around it. But even outside of that, you guys went a step further. The hardest thing to do is to simplify. And I know the amount of work that you guys probably put into doing that. When you look at y'all's product, it's beautiful. I mean, it's very straightforward. It's direct. Appreciate it. Yeah, and it's there. And it's, I don't want to have, if I, I'm going to, I'm going to nerd out about it with Evan because I'm genuinely interested <laughs> in things and product and how it gets made. But people show up and they just want to be better. Totally. I, get me better, man. And I just need to, what does that mean? I need to sleep better. I can't sleep. Take yeah. this thing. Yeah. That, I mean, it's like, how do you, how much time did it take you guys to get to a point where you were able to then design a sleep? Like, how much time and effort? I imagine that's not, okay, let's go gin this up in 30 days yeah. and we got a product. Yeah, right. No, totally not. Yeah. And, you know, it took about a year. And, and, we're, and we're also not just doing, you know, our, our blends are, it's a blend of CBD with other botanicals. So, like, like our daytime CBD blend is, is CBD. It's got rhodiola, rosea, it's got ginseng. Um, it's got GABA and energy it's, boost. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, it's a focus plus calm blend. Um, so, you know, it, it de-stresses you. It's kind of like getting locked in in the flow state. So like, if you're going to, you know, if you're ready to kick off the day and you want to get, um, you know, kind of set the level, 
Um, you know, you take our daytime CBD blend, it locks you in and you're, you know, kind of de-stresses you, but gets you focused and gets you ready to get after the day and dominate. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it take, it took a, it took us a very long time to develop those. It took about a year. So yeah. we, we met, we met a partner and we iterated, you know, over hundreds of different, um, you know, different samples and iterations to finally dial in exactly what we wanted with the right ingredients and the right, you know, the right ratios to get the desired effect. So. Um, each one of them are like that. So they're, they're, they're CBD plus other powerful botanicals to get, you know, laser focused on achieving the, the goal, which is stress, sleep, and pain, helping, yeah. helping those three issues. Going back to our old, you know, to our old world, man, like are, are we allowed to, are uh, the military first responder space and stuff, is that, is that allowed yet or not yet? I'm not as familiar these days with what what the, what's the kind of the landscape look like. Yeah, it's still, it's still pretty convoluted, man. You know, what, we, we take a pretty hard stance that if, if you're in a situation or a job or if you're an athlete you know, and, you're, and you're drug tested, um, um, and generally drug tests are, or standard drug tests are testing for THC, Yeah. Uh, which there's a lot of confusion here too with, with whether or not CBD causes uh, failed drug tests. Um, but if anyone's taking drug test, you know, has to take a drug test for whatever reason, we just say, you know, steer clear of, of most of all CBD products. If you're going to take a CBD product, take a, a CBD isolate in powdered form in like an MCT oil or, um, and, and that's what we use. We use a CBD isolate, but, um, ours is in a hemp seed oil. Um, but you know, we just, we just say stay away from it. Um, yeah. because there's no, you know, we, you know, it'd be a shame for someone to, you know, get an article 15 or get screwed up, you know, get turned around in a job for whatever reason. Cause they're taking CBD. Um, you know, the, the market will catch up though. I was going to say your gut check is that it'll just be time. Oh uh, yeah. It'll, 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 it'll catch up. I mean, there's, you know, CBD already went federally legal. Um, you know, the reason I say steer, steer clear of it is just because if you're buying a product, you don't know where it's coming. You know, if you're buying a product, if you feel really good about the, the team that's building it, then, then, you know, you, you could potentially take a chance on it. But if you're going to go to like a quickie Mart or, you know, uh, 7-Eleven and buy a CBD off the shelf and it says like no THC, like I would, I would be very cautious and, and <laughs> recommend you not doing that. Cause you know, if they're using a full spectrum or, or they're not testing, then there could be trace amounts of THC in there, um, and you could pop up on a on a drug test, and that's yeah. You know, nobody needs any of that. Let alone the other things that they're mixing with. Totally, it, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, or, what's that? Or, is that good for you at all? You know, totally. what's, what the heck is the filler? Yeah, and I mean, it's a great point because you know it's not federally regulated, and you know neither are dietary supplements. So like, yeah. the protein powders we take and all that stuff. No, none of those are regulated either. So, but but they're so mainstream that there is a very heightened sense of like efficacy there, but which hasn't gotten into the CBD space. So, um, you know, you want to, you want to look, look for a CBD brand that's doing third party lab tests They're testing for harmful metals, pesticides, solvents, microbials, all that stuff. Um, we, you know, we test for all those things. Um, we get our, we get our final product and we send it, send them off for a third time to get, um, lab tests to make sure, you know, we're damn, damn sure there's nothing bad in there. Oh, y'all do iterative testing on these things. Yeah. Like our manufacturer tests when they get, when they get the, the ingredients get to their lab, they test when they finish, um, and then we test their final product once they're done. So it's been tested three times to yeah. ensure like none of this garbage is in there because we want you know we want to provide a quality product. But um, what's the reception been like for folks using it? y'all specifically? Burp? Scott, man, we're getting a ton of great responses, man. We're, yeah. we're like really like people will hit us up and in, in our DM or send us notes or email us just you know beside themselves, um, you know, getting a ton of benefit. I mean specifically. For the three things, like whether they're using our pain cream, our stress, uh, a stress blend, or a sleep blend, I mean, 
you know, whatever the whatever the reason is that they were, were seeking the products, I mean, it's helping, um, which is amazing. You know, that's what we're that's what we're doing like that. We get those messages, and that's what it's all about, man. That's when the we, fuel, right? That's like, the fuel. Yeah. I I mean, I know. I mean, knowing you for a while now, man, I know that you you guys, it's it's it. All those things you mentioned are important. I know that the way you tick, they're like. What's the reason you get up and keep doing this, though, right? What's the reason that you, you know, I got to imagine that that fuel, you know, is a way to maintain the engine. But that thing didn't rev yeah. up, you know, it revved up because I, I mean, if, you know, kind of coming from our background, you just know how much, you know, how much stress that group of folks are on, to include totally. everywhere else. But yeah. you look at that just population yeah. of how much stress and anxiety and pain these folks are in you know that leads folks to do some things with their life that's not so great yeah. you know maybe to no fault of their own is that a big motivation behind why you and, and chase and the company even exist yeah i mean 100 percent, man i mean you know we we focus you know, our beachhead market was what we'd call it is 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 veterans right like um there's about 19 million veterans out there um the vast majority are struggling with some form of stress insomnia or, or chronic pain and and it's 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 you know it's upsetting that like you know, our, you know, our, our, you know, brothers and sisters are hurting like that. Um, and so we're trying to help, you know, I mean, veterans in general uh, struggle with those issues in, in an order of magnitude higher than the, the general civilian population. And it's not that we're not trying to help civilians. We are, we're trying to help everyone. But, um, you know, I think veterans specifically um, have been led down this path of prescription drugs and opioids and, and problems with those yeah, because man. they're, you know, they prescribed those in, in the service. And when they get out, they're all banged up and jacked up and they're, they need help. And, um, and then again, they look at these, these compounds and like, Hey, those aren't for us. We, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a CBD guy or I can't do cannabis, but you know, it helps, man. And we're trying to, we're trying to break that mold and, and get it in front of these people to help them because, um, they need it, man. It's just like a habitual cycle too. You have PTSD, um, you know, 90% of people with PTSD have, you know, report having significant problems, falling asleep, staying asleep, um, TBI, PTSD. These are all problems that affect anxiety and stress and yeah. uh, re result in suicides. I mean, there's no, you know, there's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, it's not unknown that, you know, like tw on average 22 veterans uh, commit suicide a day, which is crazy. I mean, these are, these are significant mental health issues that um, we're trying to get in and, and help get this stuff in people's hands to, to help that. Yeah, I know. I love it, man. I think there's so many things out there that, I, and I know that um, this is a piece of the pie, but it's a big piece of the pie. I mean, I think there's so many things out there right now that you, you not only, I was thinking about this the other day as, you know, after we had kind of um, synced up, I was thinking about the product alone is, is, you know, the idea of what you guys are doing through the product is great. What you're also doing is en enhancing a mindset also, right? Which is, it's something that I can say, uh, as much as I absolutely adored my time in the military, there is a bit of stubbornness and sometimes lack mm -hmm. of openness totally. that can create, uh, I would say, not the greatest decision-making or mindset for longevity in one's life. And you end up having to reprogram that when you get out in the real world. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, what I feel like y'all are doing is also changing a mindset right about this kind of can you be open and can you let's at least have the discussion before we kind of decide that our history dictates what my answer needs to be right yeah and i find it interesting i i think that it's a bigger mission that you guys call to and i and i know you recognize that but i see it and i think there's something out there in, in time and space that you guys are working on that it'll probably be a secondary or third effect to what y'all are doing uh but it sounds great what i'm curious about man and, and then i want to jump into some self-love stuff here but like 
What I'm curious about is like all the things you've done up until this point, man. You know, from school to your upbringing, soccer, everything from your time in the service, all that things, man. Even what you're doing today. What allowed y'all to, what, what do you think is like, if you had one or two little things that you was like, what prepared me for now and mm-hmm. what I'm doing today is this. Like th- these are the things that I feel like you kind of, you say I lean on a lot. Because I'm curious, right? Like it, when, and we live this life now, I live this life. You know, but it is, you'll, you'll realize that none of this stuff really pencils as pretty as it did in an MBA class yeah. or no matter how many leadership courses you took or things you were in, like nothing is going to prepare you for, you know, the, uh, the rounds and the, you know, the, the things that you're going to encounter out here in the startup world. Like what are the things you look back on saying, man, I'm thankful for those things because this is what prepared me to be at least as successful as I can be. Yeah, man, that's a great, great question. And, uh, I, I think I've thought about this a lot, and I think that um, honestly, I think that where I am today and like how I've you know how I've been able to get here and you know what's prepared me to get here has really just been, um, you, you know, the people around me. You know, by associating with people and being around people that are pushing themselves. You know, they're already they're already out a year ahead of me. They're you know twenty feet ahead of me or whatever, however you want to say it. But like these yeah. are people who are. Um, and they're following someone else, right? Like they're, they're being led by someone else. And, um, I've just always looked up to people. Um, I don't know if it's my own doing or just by luck that I happen to be surrounded by, you know, these kind of like, um, just phenomenal people, but at every single, at every single point in my life of where I've excelled or done, done something great or gotten into a school or, or something like that. Um, I can always point back to a person or a, a group of people that, I was around that, um, you know, got the idea in my head and pushed me to go in that direction. So, you know, I think, you know, this, uh, the saying of, you know, you are an average of the the five people you surround yourself uh, most with um, is is so true. And I know, I know that, you know, most people understand that, but like, when you really look at it, I mean, it's, it's, it's not to be taken for granted. Like you really need to look at who you surround yourself with and who you associate with and who you spend your time with. And, and what are those people doing? Like, how, are yeah. they pushing themselves to be great? Are they, are they setting the example? Are they leading from the front? Um, and, and if they are, then those are the people you need to be around. If they're not, then those probably aren't the people you need to be around. If you're looking to do big things, like, uh, I just happened to whatever reason look up to a lot of people that were doing some great things and i wanted to be like them i wanted to excel like them i saw the successes they were having i saw them getting out out there and um you know challenging the status quo and going against the grain and trying hard things and um and i was you know it drove me to want to do that too and and because of that i kind of just you know i was kind of just caught in this uh tailwind uh, behind these people and just you know was able to you know and to some degree mimic a lot of the stuff that they did. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, and, and right now, like, you know, I feel, you know, entrepreneurship is, is a black box. You know, I, I don't have a boss like telling me like, Hey, that's hey, nice work. That was the right way to do it. You did a good job there or, um, you know, hold my hand to push me through it. But, um, but there are other entrepreneurs like you who are out there doing it. And, and I know you're, you know, you're not, you're not struggling, but like you're fighting the good fight. Um, yeah. And, and I see other people who are out ahead of us that are five years down the road that are, you know, now have 20 employees, 75 employees, whatever it is. And they, they were where I was at some point. They were, you know, eight months into their business and, and they're doing it and they're making it. And I look to those people and, and uh, they motivate me to, to stay in the game and keep pushing because, you know, I, there's a little bit of a not chip on my shoulder, but like, um, you know, there's confidence. Like if those people can do it, then, you know, I'll be damned if I give up before I, you know, 
burning this thing to the ground, trying my best, you know? Yeah, no, I love that, man. The two things that you said that made me kind of think about like just how we, two things, man. One of them, about, I couldn't agree more. It's one thing that I used to get frustrated even in my own NBA experience. You know, here at Texas, it's just like, so many folks, man, were focused on the academics. And I'm not saying education isn't the important part, but if I had to pick the only thing that I could get out of that, if I was only allowed one thing out of that whole experience was the people that I met. Yeah, 100%. Like, if I could yeah. just meet the people, yeah. I'd leave everything aside, man. I would take a failing grade and just, like, <laughs> let, keep, let, me keep the, yeah. let me keep the relationships. Yeah. Because you're absolutely right, man. It's just, And then the other thing that you said, um, well, let me go back on this for a second. I think one of the myths about these MBA programs and stuff, and I, I think this is where the appreciation comes from when you do it, is you find some of the smartest people academically go through these programs and are still finding themselves hitting a wall. Mm-hmm. And you find, you know, it's something that we all kind of joke about, that the person in the room that just seems to take the day by day, spend a little more time investing in the folks that they're with, and find a little bit more strength through learning from those folks. Mm-hmm. They always seem to, and it's not easy, but they always seem to have a better pathway. When yeah. you check on them in a year, you're like, you're where now? Yeah. And it's like, well, they probably didn't even need the MBA. They probably could have crushed life with or without totally. it. And so I don't know if your experience has been the same thing too, but when you mentioned people, that's exactly what resonates yeah. in my brain. Yeah. No, it's 100% true, man. And I think that, you know, getting an MBA is a great place to meet uh, you know, like-minded people, hard-charging people that are, you know, uh, you know, very hungry to excel and, and to do big things. Um, but you don't need it to do whatever it is you want to do. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, you just, you know, if, if you're, if you don't even go to college, I mean, there's, there's plenty of examples of people who didn't even go to college that are doing big things and dominating. Um, but you know, I say that if whatever, whatever camp you're in, you know, get, get into a cohort of people that are, that are doing big things in the direction that you want to go do, um, and get behind them and list, listen to them, learn from them, mimic them, um, do all that stuff. And, and God, man, you do that and you'll be surprised at, at where, where you'll find yourself in the next you know year or two years after you, oh, yeah. you get, t- you know, get stuck in with those types of people. So you don't need an MBA to, to, to do any of that or follow your dreams or, you know, build something. So, yeah, no, I yeah. think that's right, man. It's, uh, the NBA for me was a little bit like getting a Ranger tab. It was just yeah. like, you don't need one to be a good officer to lead people in combat. Yeah. Having one is in some ways personal confidence that yeah. you build, right? Yeah. That's just a, that's a waypoint that I'm going to go do to build my personal confidence. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I can still do it without it. And yeah. what's funny is just like what they used to say when we used to at West Point, it's like West Point doesn't change you. It just makes you more of what you came in as. Yeah. So if I you like came that. in as a jerk, you're going to be a worse jerk. <laughs> on the, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. We all know some of those people. Yeah. But if you came in as a really well-intended person, you know, what your mom and dad put in you, you usually come out on the other end better as that they more honed in more humble more more perspective the other thing you mentioned about where i I think our listeners would get a benefit out of is like they got this idea behind uh we had this idea behind like learning or putting yourself out there amongst people because of quote unquote competition yeah oh i can't share too much i'll tell you man Mm -hmm. i would like to see your thoughts about this but like from my perspective i've found that tide rises all ships yeah and to me, like the idea that if I share a nugget, like I'm going to talk to you about what we're doing in our business. I'm not worried about Evan and sharing that because if you do, so be it. But what it does, one, it keeps me sharp. And two, uh, it actually allows you to help me better by knowing more. But I think a lot of folks are really recluse about yeah. like sharing information because yeah. they're like, no, I got this thing. I got to protect it. Yeah. And if anybody finds out, 
momentum is what is the, is your is your best friend and totally. when you're not moving the information forward because people don't understand how hard this is oh, like yeah. if you had the yeah. recipe if i yeah. had the recipe to coke i couldn't yeah. make it taste good because there's a certain thing that has to happen with execution yeah i'd be curious what your thoughts are on that man because oh, especially man. in this space right it's competitive yeah. with cbd there's a lot of things going on i imagine i mean i wonder how do you go about your life trying to go and, and get just one yeah. step further oh man i think that's such a that's such a great point and i think you know I, I thought the same thing too, right? Like, you know, if rewind 10 years ago, if I, I had an idea that I thought I was going to run after in yeah. terms of entrepreneurship, I'd be like, oh man, I got to keep this secret. Like someone's going to steal the idea and they're going to run off. So I got to keep it real close to the chest. And that's such like BS, right? Like, oh yeah. Um, I mean, to, you, you nailed it on the head. I mean, the more you can talk about that, talk about that idea and get it out there, you're just going to get feedback. You're going to learn things. You're going to get introduced to people and you're going to find people that'll help you start it. And, and nobody's going to, I mean, if, if someone want no idea that any of us have is unique at this point, somebody out there has already thought of it for yeah. sure. 100%. Go do a domain search yeah. for a website. Good luck. Yeah. 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 Good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's ours is VRB labs yeah. and not VERB labs. Wait, take uh, a five second. Why verb? What does that mean? And then uh, so, we'll get back yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This uh, mentioned it. So verb, it stands for VERB, the part of speech to be in action, right? So like our, our whole concept with verb is to, to keep people in action, feeling good, you know, performing their best. So it's like to run, to lift, to love, to believe, to, to feel, you know, all these things. Yeah. We want people to, to be in action and, and live their best lives. So that's why we came up with the word, or uh, the name you, verb. Yeah. Yeah. When did yeah. you make that? Appreciate that, man. Yeah. When did you make that breakthrough about like, I need to start sharing more, like actually sharing like the real stuff, because otherwise yeah. for folks who, who are listening right now, when you, we all know how that is. You kind of share this really cryptic, like, well, I'm working on a business. Yeah. It's so And, funny. uh, you know, let's just say it's yeah, in this yeah. space, you know <laughs> yeah, how they do that. Yeah, and so you're just ridiculous. like, yeah, that's yeah. great. So I'm pretty yeah, much so don't know how do to do help it? you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you say uh, yeah, good you luck. do here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did you make that breakthrough? Like I got to start sharing, man. Otherwise yeah. I ain't going to move anywhere. Uh, I, I think it was actually in Warden. I mean, one of the professors was just like, was kind of talking about this exact topic. They're like, look, if you're, because a lot of times professors will get hit up to, to help. And then you'll have these, uh, you know, have these, you know, these students who are wicked smart, but like, um, anyways, they're super smart people. <laughs> I know and, I like uh, but like, but they're like trying to get like professors to sign like NDAs, like non-disclosure agreements to like, to tell them their idea before, you know, to sign an NDA before they tell them their idea. Cause they're worried that the professor could go like, you know, uh, you know, monetize it somehow, which is ridiculous. So like the professor was up there, I think like in one of our first classes, just like not make, not making fun of this didn't happen like in the class with a, with a specific, uh, student, but he was just saying in general, like, this is the most ridiculous thing to happen. So like, if you're that person out there and you think that you shouldn't be telling your idea or getting people to sign NDAs before you share your ideas, like, you know, he basically said like, that's, that is, you know, so far from reality that you need to check yourself. Basically, it's like get the idea out there, talk to people, um, talk to people in this space, like listen to their, you know, listen to their their feedback, um, try the product out, tell everyone and anybody because you're gonna. That's how you get that. I mean, you're successful because of your network. Like, you know, can you tap into people? Can you get resources? Can you, um, you know, can you get distribution? All these things are from from networking and talking to people. So if you stay. If you keep all your cards close to your chest, you don't talk to anybody. You're not going to sell a damn thing. You're not going right. to. You're not going to build anything. You're not going to sell anything, and it's not going to go anywhere. So, so don't be afraid to. Yeah, don't be afraid to to talk to talk about your idea, iterate on it, um, all that stuff, man. Because it'll just be helpful. Oh man, yeah, we do that. We we do that with quote unquote direct competitors too. Yeah, we share what we're working on because I do think the people what they underestimate is not only the learning piece, 
But execution is incredible, man. I mean, there's a lot of things big companies can't do because, and this is where I think this is this perfect balance of, um, I mean, really capitalism, where it allows yeah. the little guy to still be successful. Yeah. Because execution is kind of a like a neutral ground, like yeah. that is the equalizer. It's a great equalizer. You yeah. know, you, yeah. as long if you can execute, then you can go do the thing. I mean, we've gotten our butts kicked overseas by some folks that we underestimated. Yeah, their execution was better than us some days, you know. And I think, I mean, you think about sports and you think about business; it's mm -hmm. the same thing. So sharing those things, I think folks get really protective of something when you realize that at the end of the day, you still got to go make it happen. Totally. You yeah. know, you got a song in your head, but you ain't gonna yeah. write it down and go yeah. put it on a record label. Like it ain't yeah. it doesn't mean anything. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm with that man. So I, so okay. So you got all those things, man, and and you know all the you know you arrive at at Verb, you move it down here to Austin, Texas. One of the things that we talked about the other day, you were, you know, is I was asking you, I said, Evan, what is the, what's the thing other than your business you've kind of been really obsessed with or, you know, been into? What's the passion? You, without a hesitation, man, said self-love. And again, I hope folks and listeners get an idea of like why, even as, as a friend, man, like why that's a weird thing to hear. Because it is, man. I mean, you know, back in the, where we grew up, it was... Hey, so what'd you do this weekend? And it's usually going to be like something like got three extra workouts in yeah. or, you know, yeah, I went out there and went down to, to the, you yeah. know, to the shooting range or yeah, I went, you know, I told this person, uh, you know, whatever. It's just yeah. it, like, let's go talk. You don't want to talk about the grind so much. Yeah. You immediately just said self-love. Tell a little bit about what that means yeah. and why is it sure. something you're investing time in? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like super squishy, but it, like when you really boil it down, I mean, it's just about, um, it's, it, it is about loving yourself and like, um, and really being confident and, and, uh, you know, appreciating who you are as an individual. And I think like me personally, like as I've gotten older, um, uh, I, I've, I've, I've realized that to be like a really big issue in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as I grew up as a, as a kid, I was always, um, really hard on myself. Um, in all aspects, I was always, you know, the second you accomplish anything, it's like, where, what's the next thing that you didn't do? And, and you kind of beat yourself up on it. Um, and there's some good things in there, you know, some good things with that. Cause it kind of keeps you always, you know, keeps you, keeps you out there wanting to uh, be, you know, keeps you out there hungry and trying to achieve more. But I mean, you can't live your life that way. Right. So as I started yeah. getting older and I started like looking into and reading about, you know, different ways to, to improve mental health. Um, you know, one of these, one of the aspects of that is just self-love and being confident with yourself. Um, and, and there's a lot of ways to kind of get, get around to that, but, when you think about it, um, you know, we are, you know, as individuals, that's all we have. Like we, we are, we're in this thing to get together, you know, our mind, our consciousness, our body are in this thing and we're going to run this thing into the ground at the end and it'll be just us. So like, if we're not confident and comfortable with ourselves, then we're not going to be good people to the people around us. Like if you're, if you're insecure with yourself, you're not confident with yourself and you don't appreciate who you are, the way you look. Um, what you've done, then that all that all that will be reflected outwardly towards the people around you. Uh, and I, I started noticing that um, as I started getting older, that you know there were some things that I would do that you know I I didn't I didn't like some of my personality traits and and, and ways that I was interacting with people around me. I thought I could do better, and I was did some really deep soul searching on like why that is. And a lot of the reasons are are, are they all point back to myself and how I feel about myself and. Um, and how I see myself. So I started doing a bunch of research on like ways to improve that and how to think about it um, and conceptualize it. And, and it all kind of points back to this concept of self-love. And it's, um, I know the word, it's, it sounds squishy, but. No, um, I mean, it's. I wish there's like a, cool, like a cooler way to say it, but um, 
but that's pretty much it, man. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, taking time to be with yourself and appreciate who you are. Um, and, what's something and you do that kind of like, what's like, you have a daily practice on something that you do that like, you know, helps you kind of actuate that. Yeah. I think, I think one of the biggest things is just practicing gratitude. Um, okay. it's just literally looking around and, 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 and calling out, writing down, or just thinking about things that you're grateful for. Um, and you can do that through journaling, um, you know, sit down and just write three things you're grateful for. Um, and and just by the, the exercise of doing that, like it's incredible, like what it does for your outlook and your own personal, um, your, your mental state. I mean, you know, you could have a complete shit day. And at the end of the day, if you, if you have to, if you're forced to sit down and write things you're grateful for, um, it completely changes the whole dynamic of, of your mentality and like how you go to sleep and how you wake up the next day and all that. So, um, you know, practicing gratitude and, and really spending time thinking about things that things in your life that you're grateful for. Like, you know, this morning I'm, I'm grateful for coffee. I'm grateful <laughs> that I was able to get up and, and grab a workout, you know, and I have the health and the, you know, um, I'm in, you know, the, I have the ability to work out. I don't have any, you know, serious injuries right now that are preventing me from that. So like, I'm super grateful for that. And then like, just by looking at these things and, and, but just by expressing what I'm grateful for and it makes me happy. And then I go on through my life that day. Um, and it, it reflects and, it, and then I treat other people around me like with better, uh, you know, with a better, uh, better mood and things like that. So it's just, it's something that's been really, really powerful in my life. Yeah, man. No, I, I, I wish I could like put a brain chip in all our listeners and like, it's the thing, it works, man. I, I've practiced my own versions of that. But to your point, like I'm being a car guy, like, and they always tell you like when you're driving, you always want to drive, you always want to be, you don't want to, you don't want to be looking where you're at. You want to be looking where you want to be going. Right, yeah. That's how it prevents crashes and yeah. allows you to hit that apex and all those things. That's life too, man. I mean, yeah. you, if you spend a lot of time, hard times is a given. You know, whether you're playing the game of entrepreneurship or the game of family or whatever mm -hmm. it is, not a game, I guess it's probably not the right way to say it, but whether <laughs> you're doing those things, yeah. it's going to be hard. And yeah. to your point, what I hear you saying is like, hey, you got you to gotta focus on, on the things that are good. And it's not a placebo, man. I mean, this is like real stuff, man, that totally. gratefulness allows you to, it's the right fuel to give yourself what it is that you need to be going and doing. Yeah. I find myself more now, man, if I think about it, like a commonality in the things that allowed me to be successful in some of these things and some of these endeavors and, and, but still kind of grunt it out is like taking those moments where in the past I used to just grunt through them and mm -hmm. just like force myself through a situation or trying to get a force myself through a negotiation or through a phone call or through whatever. It's like taking a moment now to like step back and say, come on, say no to yourself. Like, nope, I'm not going there. Yeah. And I'm going to go remove myself. I'm going to go put myself in a better state of mind. Yeah. And then I'll come back to it. You're always better. Yeah. Always. always right. Always, always. Yeah. And I think that's something that, I mean, heck, I mean, I, I think it's something that even in the time we were in the service, like I, I was like, man, I wish I had that superpower then. Yeah. You know, I wish I had the ability to just remove myself from that negative input man. and put yeah. some good in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and also like, I mean, on that, it's, it's also, I wish that. I wish that I, I could have gone back and told myself a lot of these lessons I've learned you know, more recently just because, you know, I got to do a lot of really cool things when I was, you know, you know, several years back in the army and at West Point. But I also remember like being like habitually like, like kind of depressed and like just kind of down and negative cynical, about this, yeah. the, 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 yeah, cynical about like the situation. And it's yeah. like, gosh, man, I wish I could go back and like really just dig in a little bit more on, on like what I was doing and just, just appreciate what I was doing and, 
and be in the moment more and, and, and see it for what it, what it is. Cause now I'm looking back on it like, man, I wish I could have, I could have done so much more and I wish I hadn't have wasted so much time in this kind of, you know, negative, uh, cynical way, whether you're, you know, doing, you know, doing an FTX out in the field for two weeks and you're, you know, you're miserable at the time. But like, now I look back, I'm like, man, that stuff was so awesome, man. We're out there doing <laughs> badass stuff and shooting guns and, and, you know, playing army and doing awesome stuff and jumping out of helicopters and planes and like, but like, you know, I, I remember, I can distinctly remember looking back to those events and you're all rigged up with your, you know, your parachute on and hundred pounds of gear and you're, you're kind of pissed off and you're waiting to get, you know, the jump master to come around. And, and like in that moment I was negative and, and kind of angry and sweating, but like, you know, if I had taken a second to be like, look at what I'm grateful for, like, this is awesome. Like nobody else gets to do this. Then, you know, I think I would have enjoyed the experience a little bit more and I would have been better than people around me as well. Yeah, you know, man, I you would have. Been, it would have been addictive to that or not. Yeah. It would have been like, it, it would have uh, been contagious. Yeah. You know, in that. Now you're right, man. When we describe what we did, what we did for people, people are like, how were you ever angry? Yeah. Like I, I had know. to get up. I had I to work out. Yeah. Mandatory working out. Yeah. Then I had to go out there and get something to eat. <laughs> yeah. Then I had to go yeah. out there and then we went out there to go get rigged up. I had to sit there for two hours, but then I got into an airplane. I got to jump out of it. And then I got to go just play army. Yeah. You know, and it's not, I know I'm kind of minimizing it a little bit, but to your point, there's a lot of folks out there right now that are sitting at their cubicle being like, God, man, my passions are X, Y, and Z, yeah. and I'm not doing any of that right now. Yeah. You know, and you're absolutely right. You know, if I had that superpower to go back and just remind, it's different. See, it's not like, there'd be a lot of times, remember when we were out there, somebody, some senior you know, NCO or somebody yeah. or some officer would be like, oh, buck up, man. It's the best, thing, best job yeah. ever. Yeah. Best job you ever had. And you saw that as just kind of a way they just try to romanticize yeah. the pain. Yeah. But if you really look at what you got to do, God, I mean, that really was one of the best jobs I ever had. 100%, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. how could you ever, because it's so, the one thing that I wish I could exude, I think it's something that would make the world a better place is like the, the level of camaraderie you can achieve through that too is priceless man yeah like you know i mean you can't match it you can't else. match it man it's just that level of fun and pain equals something that's yeah, beautiful yeah, right yeah. like you can't get that this is why i mean you can yeah. see each other yeah you know after not seeing each other for almost a decade yeah and just pick up where yep. it started Absolutely. and it's because there's that commonality in like what yeah. we know yeah you know and who we are yeah um man so okay so tell the world man what are the i mean we're you know i know we're kind of coming on home stretch here but any parting thoughts or just you know, I want to get definitely where people can find you and what you guys are working on, but just kind of, I mean, just do a free flow. Anything that's on your mind that you're like, hey, you want to make sure we end it on this. You know, anything's going through Evan's brain. Yeah, you know, I guess, um, I mean, I guess I'd leave people, you know, with this. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're, um, you know, you're in a situation where you're not happy, um, whether it's, you know, in, in, a, in, jo in a job or in a relationship or, um, you know, in, a, in geography that you don't like, a city you don't like, um, then change it. You know, get out of get out of that job. Change the job. Get out of the relationship. Move. Go where. Go. I mean, life is so damn short. So, um, you know, if you're doing something you're not enjoying and you're not happy, legitimately, then then get out. You, you will never regret it. You know, you'll look back. Um, it's scary to make those changes. It's scary to look for a new job. You don't know. It's uncertain. Um, but gosh, you'll never you'll never regret taking a chance you'll always regret um not making a move so like if you're you know i just can't can't say it enough you know how, how important it is just to to do what makes you happy so um you know even if it's not even if you're not making a bunch of money um you know that's 
that's okay. You know, it's more important to, to, to have the freedoms and to be doing what you, what you love to do. Um, because, you know, freedom and, and health are the, the true, you know, wealth, right? So like, you know, if you're, I, I, I just see some of my friends who are investment bankers or, you know, uh, working for consulting firms and, and they literally hate their life. Like they're, they're, they're miserable, like absolutely miserable. And they, you know, they, oh, I'm doing this for three years and then I'm making a move. And, um, you know, that's three years that you just, you just gave away because, you know, you were, you know, um, you thought you needed that to, to make the move to go wherever you want to go. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, I just hate to see that happen with, you know, friends and family and anybody. Um, so I encourage anyone to, to take a chance on yourself, bet on yourself and, and make, you know, make things, you know, make yourself happy, do what, do what you want to do what you're passionate about, because you're going to, you're going to look up in three to five years and you're going to wish, you're going to wish you had of, you know, that, that time will go by super fast. Yeah. We never think we have, we, you actually probably have less time than sometimes you think. Right. Yeah. And so three years can be a long time. Well said, man, I couldn't have said it any better. And I think that resonates true. What are y'all working on verb here? How can people find you? Yeah. What are you excited about? What's kind of the new ridge line? What's the next ridge line look like? Yeah. Next ridge line. So we're, uh, so right now we're, uh, gosh, man, we're all, we're fired up. We're doing a, you know, we're building a new website, uh, launching kind of like a brand refresh. We've got some new, new look, new look and feel coming out. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. So, yeah. uh, and, uh, and we're, we're raising a small seed round right now to, to help fuel, uh, customer acquisition, you know, customer acquisitions and, uh, just to fuel the growth, man. We got, we got a lot of awesome initiatives. We're looking to, uh, get out there and get in the game, um, get out there and play. So, um, man, we're, we're fired up. And if you want to, if you want to find us, just go to VRBLABS.com, verblabs.com. Um, and that's our website. You know, you can find us on Instagram as well at, at verblabs, uh, at verb underscore LABS. Um, yeah, I mean, we'd love to, we'd love to have you guys try out our products. And if, if I can ever be helpful to anybody and, uh, you want to reach out to me directly, whether it's entrepreneurship, uh, you know, getting help with stress, sleep or pain, or, or just to shoot the, shoot the shit about anything. Um, yeah. I'm always here and would love to chat. So my email is Evan at VRBLABS.com. Yeah. I'd um, be happy to chat with anybody. Well, I can vouch for Evan is probably the most approachable guy you'll ever meet, but just a wealth that. of, no, really, man, but just a wealth of knowledge too. And just in anything, you know, and I know you'd be there for folks in a heartbeat. Um, I'm stoked, man. I know you all got a lot of new things kind of on the horizon. And so, and I'm stoked that you're here in Austin, Texas. I could not have, I'm selfishly, I think it's yeah. great to just have another brother down here uh, in the, uh, in this great city, man. But Evan, brother, thanks for your time today. I can't, uh, we could go all day long about any of those things. And I think there's, you know, there's so much, and I know that's what y'all's mission stands for. There's so much that, there's so much in that that is very simple and it's just can people get kind of out of their own heads and like what you just said if this is bothering you stop doing it it's not quitting it's gaining momentum in something new yeah and i think that's something that we underestimate and i think what people will find is if they just tried it you can always go back to what you were doing my guess is they're probably not yeah I, you know I would guess not too yeah. you'll never yeah. go back no, right no yeah you'll never yeah. go back yeah. and i think people don't maybe think about how big of a step you took you know there's a lot of things that according to the blueprint you probably should have done yeah. And you would have been quote unquote successful on totally, paper, yeah. but I'm glad you didn't do it, man. I think uh, I'm excited about what you're all yeah. going to build. So, well, thanks everybody for listening today. This is the Professional Offensive Podcast. You can catch us on all platforms. See you soon.